growing up, everybody does dumb things and they do dangerous things. And we at the Sons of Antiquity podcast are no exception. We've been there, done that. And today we'd like to talk about the dumbest and or most dangerous things we've done in our youth or believed. And I think one of the dumbest things I believed was libertarianism. <laughs> you stole it right out of my mouth. I mean, let's, let's just be honest, man. I think everybody in high school who is at least somewhat aware of politics goes through a libertarian phase where they at least Or objectivist. Flirt, or objectivist, yes. And I, I have done my fair share of deep dives into that. And there's a reason for that. Because it's it's kind of of a unique philosophy. Let's just put aside the the criticisms of it for just a moment and look at it for what it is, which is pretty unique. Where most of what people are exposed to in their youth is either Republican or Democrat, big government or big government light. There's almost this acceptance, this inherent acceptance that government needs to be involved in your life to some degree or another. And depending on which party you're familiar with or what your parents uh, are familiar with, you may think that the government should have more or less of a role in your life. But the libertarian perspective offers this, this incredible idea that government doesn't need to be any, play any part of your life. It doesn't need to be involved at all. Wow. Radical concept. So I think that's why it's alluring to young pseudo-intellectuals. Especially men. Especially men. Because they just, they just don't want to be bothered. They want to be left alone. They want to be able to do their own thing and be independent and make their own rules growing up. And that's understandable. It's what teenage boys want. Of course. Complete independence. Mom and dad are wrong. They don't understand. They don't know anything. I've got it all figured out. And so that is why I think libertarianism appeals to young men. And as I said in the beginning, I'm no exception. Yeah, it's either libertarianism or socialism for young people. That's the those are the two sides of the rebellious youth who who actually think through these things to their credit. There are a lot of people who are apathetic at that age, so good for them for caring and delving a little deeper into it. But yeah, it's usually socialism or libertarianism, and we both pick the latter. Yeah. Now, why do you think the socialism is is something that the the kids lean towards? Everybody likes free things. <laughs> Yeah, but is that like the only draw? I mean, is that really well that simple? No, it's not that simple because there's also this concept of justice. And when you become a teenager and you start learning about all these bad things that happen, it's natural, like biologically, to be appalled by it. And young people are the most passionate about righting the wrongs of the world. So they see all these inequalities, all this corruption, and they want to do something about it. And what's the most straightforward way to do that? Big government. That's true. Let's just redistribute the wealth, redistribute the power, redistribute everything where it needs to be to right the wrongs. Because they, young people, and this goes for both libertarians and socialists, young people do not have the life experience, the, the prudence to know what can actually be done and what should be done to get effects that you want. So that's why they're more radical, more extreme, because they say, why can't we just have it be this way right now as soon as possible? Instead of waiting or taking the middle way, that's, a, that's just a compromise solution. Yes, and it requires too much patience. There are people starving now. There are people who are poor now. There are people who are oppressed right now. So we got to do something radical. I can see that. 
It's definitely the 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 lure of those philosophy. Yeah. So it's either you you desire justice and you get passionate about that, or you desire independence and you don't want anyone telling you what to do. At least those kids tend to be more independent. They are more likely to accept responsibility for what they do. Now, they might be more likely to smoke weed too, but that's going to go regardless <laughs> of what their philosophy is. Yeah. Plenty of weed smoking socialists and libertarians. That's that's kind of related to what I was going to call my most or one of my most dangerous ideas in my youth up until I was about 21, 22. It's related to libertarianism, but it's more the philosophical basis for it, which is the idea that if I'm not directly hurting somebody, it's it doesn't affect anybody else and I should be able to do it. So, you know, you can't punch someone in the face, but if I live a degenerate lifestyle, it has no impact whatsoever on anyone else or larger society. And, you know, you want to like, you want to just go kill yourself. That's, that's completely your decision. No impact. It's all these things. It's a very dangerous idea. Some may disagree. I would say that what you do, everything you do pretty much has an impact on other people for better or worse and on society at large. Because the society of drug addicts is a lot worse of a society than one that is not full of drug addicts. Even if it's individual decisions in each case, it has an effect. I agree. If you look at it just on an individual basis, each of those individuals is just making a decision that, quote unquote, doesn't harm anyone. It's just my personal thing, man, if I want to smoke this joint or shoot up, whatever. And yeah, it doesn't affect anyone else right in that immediate moment but maybe you're a family member and now that you're on drugs all the time someone's not getting to have a relationship with their brother or their father or whoever you are related to these other people you know your relationship to other people is going to suffer because of that because of your individual decision that you say only affects you and then what if you just keep going down this road and you end up like all of the people in San Francisco or any of these major cities where they're just taken over by these homeless drug addicts, then you become one of those people and now you're a burden on society, but you're still making these individual choices that only affect you. Uh, well, not so fast. Now it's an army of those people and they're clogging the streets and you can't walk down them. And now you're an inconvenience to other people. And now you're forcing policymakers to make decisions to deal with you in this army of drug addicts. Right. And so that's just one example of how your individual decisions do actually affect the broader society. The libertarian solution to that is just to say, screw those people and let them overdose. And if everything's private property, then you just kick them out of the city and make them live in the desert or some, some unclaimed land somewhere. Get off of my roads. Yeah. Make nuke them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> one other dumb thing that I distinctly remember saying in fourth grade, I think. I was sitting there with a few of my friends. And when I was a kid, I was really into Star Trek. I still like Star Trek. Original series, Next Generation, DS9, even Voyager. None of this new woke stuff. Don't like that. But those series were great. And in that series in Star Trek, there is the Federation of Planets. It's sort of like the UN, but they have reached a level of advancement where they have these these super advanced technologies that can allow them to basically make anything they want. You know, they have almost limitless energy so they can produce things to an almost limitless degree. So there's no poverty, there's no hunger, 
There's no anything. It's almost like a socialist paradise because you have escaped this idea of scarcity. There's just unlimited resources, so anyone can have anything. And of course, that's impossible because that type of technology just can't exist. It violates the laws of physics. But for the show, it's whatever. But at the time I was watching this and I thought, you know what, man? Why can't we just be like the Federation? You know, what do we really need money for? (laughs) I was stupid. I didn't understand that the reason we need money, we need to be able to trade, is because the type of technology we see in Star Trek doesn't exist and probably never will. Considering you said that in fourth grade, that's still impressive that you were thinking about money in fourth grade. So I wouldn't consider that too embarrassing. I guess so. Everybody thinks dumb things when they're in elementary school. I mean, if I had said that in high school, that would be really embarrassing for sure. But at least, at least I never said anything quite as dumb as this girl in seventh grade who asked my math teacher unironically why the Egyptians didn't build the pyramids from the top down because the top is the easiest part to make. (laughs) You serious? So there's that. It's a good thing that she was smoking hot because otherwise she would never have made it anywhere in life. But as I understand, she's doing fine now. So, Well, she won't be an architect. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, and we're all better off for that. Ugh. You know something that's really dumb that people say all the time, especially young women? What do they say? Why can't we just all get along? Oh, that's the worst. That is the worst. People used to say that when I used to work in the fast food biz. And we would be having a discussion about something... Where there is, there's, we are going to come to a conclusion here. We are going to find out the truth. And me and another gentleman are having a discussion, and it doesn't bother you, and we're not holding up the line, and there's no cars in the drive through. So, what does it matter to you what we're talking about? And some dumb female dog <laughs> decides to walk up in the conversation and say, Why can't you just, just stop arguing? It's so annoying. Then don't listen. We're, we're trying to figure out the truth here. This guy was obviously wrong. He was trying to tell me that this, the immigrant song is not by Led Zeppelin. But it clearly is. You can look it up. I was like, oh, yeah, man, that Led Zeppelin song is so great. He's like, that's not Led Zeppelin. I said, are you a fucking idiot? Of course it is. And th- we were arguing back and forth. And I said, that is Robert Plant on vocals. That That is Led Zeppelin. And... She just decided that she was just going to get in the middle of that conversation and say, why can't we just get along? Why can't you just leave? You know, you're trying to, this is before mansplaining, but you know, if we were mansplaining, she needs to just girl listen, you know, but I digress. Well, most of the time when people say that it's about like world conflicts or something. Okay. Why can't we just get along? Okay. So what are we going to agree to? Mm-hmm. Which way? I mean, we, it's got to go one way or the other. Exactly. You can't just agree to disagree and live in the same country when you disagree, like, on fundamentals. Why can't the Israelis and Palestinians just get along? <laughs> okay. It's simple. Uh, they just need to They just need to agree. And that's it. Okay. Wow. Easy. So simple. <laughs> why, why didn't I think of that? Hmm? Yeah. People have fundamental disagreements about the most basic bedrock beliefs. And when you have disagreements at that level, at such a fundamental level... There can be no compromise. There can be no, oh, let's just get along. Something has to be done. And especially when two groups of people are pointing weapons at each other, you're not just going to say, oh, let's just put our guns down. You have to figure out who's right and who's wrong. And that's where an important uh, idea comes into play, that 
at a certain point, violence becomes the only answer. When people, a group of people especially, disagree to such a fundamental level, but something's got to give, something has to happen, we have to move forward somehow. If two people cannot come to an agreement, then they have to fight. Or just leave each other. Or just leave and, and just go completely to the other side of the world or whatever. Yeah. But women tend to not understand that. Not saying that, that all women are incapable of understanding that. But that's not a fundamental drive within them to to have to make things their way. And if someone gets in the way of that, to try to use all available resources to convince them. And if that doesn't work, you, you still have to make things your way to fight them. That's not a drive they have. Well, women are more about cooperation and men competition. That's how it's going to be. This is going to be a little depressing, maybe. But the dumbest thing I've ever believed is that I was uniquely special and better than like everybody, which I think most people, many people have believed in their lifetime. But you got to imagine in high school, I was straight A, top of the class. Just great. I just thought I was the smartest, the best. Because, I mean, compared to the people around me, I kind of was. (laughs) Well, but to be fair, that was a pretty low bar at our high school. Yes. And then I went to college and I was like, man, am I even average? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like like in the honors program, I was possibly below average or average at best. But like compared to the university, I was still good. And in my major, which was a STEM major, I was average. And then I started not getting, I started getting non-A's and it was, it kind of hurt my pride a lot. And then you get out in the real world and get a job and you're like, man, I really don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if you do, no one cares. No. And there are people who are way more successful than I am at my age and doing better in every single way. Some people, even in my own um, graduating class at college, who are much higher than I am, like who are managers and running whole, I mean, very high up in their companies and or they're developing these advanced technologies that are going to change the world. And I'm like, I just work for a company. Yeah. So my pride was one of the dumbest things. And I'm learning that more and more as the years go on. I mean, everyone's special, but also I'm special just like everybody else is. So <laughs> that's a good way to put it, actually. That's what my old uh, AP chemistry teacher used to say. He was a curmudgeon and he would say, he would say, you're special just like everybody else. <laughs> that's great. That's perfect. Now, I've personally known Evan for a long time. I've known he's special for a long time as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm some kind of special. <laughs> But yeah, every uh, everybody has that main character, or what do they call it, protagonist syndrome or, or something like that. You all think, we all think that we're the hero of the story, but everyone thinks that, and it's really nobody's story. It's just life. You're just a, an actor on stage for a short time, and then you leave, and then others take your place, and uh, yeah, let's be fair. Some people don't ever think that. Or come to that realization. Some people go their whole lives and they never realize that, oh, it, the world doesn't revolve around me. But when do you think is the moment in life where most people realize how dumb that idea is, that they are special? When life kicks them down many times. It usually takes many times of being humiliated or being beat by, by people. The more life experience they have, the more they realize that truth. And there are some people who are special. They're the world movers. You know, there there are people who are going to be presidents and prime ministers and inventors and all that. But for most of us, even if we might be important to those we love, in the grand scheme of things, we we will not be remembered. Nope. Much past when we die. 
it's depressing to think about, but it's something I've really realized. I used to just think I was the bomb.com. So I'm glad I, in a way, I'm glad I overcame that because you become a better person after you get a little more detached from your protagonist syndrome. Yeah, when you get a little bit of humility. Because nobody, nobody really likes someone who thinks they're all that in a bag of chips when they aren't. It's one thing to be all that when you are all that. But when you have this idea and then you're just, you're just like everyone else, people don't like that for good reason. Uh, and I guess the last thing I will say is the most dangerous thing I used to think or do in my youth, which was uh, engage in road rage a lot. Uh, and I don't know why at this time in my life from maybe age 18 to age 23 or 24, but I just didn't give a shit on the road. I would roll down my window. I'd give people the finger. I'd yell at people. I would just get so mad behind the wheel. And I, I still don't like it when people are in the car with me and really like bugging me or doing something that really upsets me in the car, because I'm trying to focus on driving, which is very dangerous, actually. People take it for granted, but tens of thousands of people die every year in auto accidents. So I take driving seriously. It's the most dangerous thing you do on a daily basis. So that irritates me, but I don't really get as irritated with drivers as I used to. But I used to be extremely brazen, and that's how you get shot. And when I realized that, I said, you know what, let me work on, on my anger on the road. I mean, I keep that thing on me, but I'm not I'm not trying to get involved in, you know, trading lead back and forth with someone on a, a Monday afternoon after work. It's just not I'm just not scheduled for that. You know, that's I don't work that into my calendar. I remember something about you. Yeah. From high school. Mm-hmm. You said to get a bag of coins. Bag of coins. You said keep that in your car at all times. And if someone does something bad to you, you throw the coins out your window and dent up their car. <laughs> Uh, I do not remember saying that at all, but... And you had a bag. You had a bag of coins and you advised me to have one too. So you said collect pennies and just if someone passes you and they're messing with you, you just throw it as hard as you can out the hmm. window. To... That's news to me. I No, that's 100% can confirm. That it was me who said that. Yes. I mean, that's a good idea. I'm not saying that, that it's not. And that I'm, not, I'm also not saying that that's... Not something I would have said. I just don't even remember saying that. Well, like I don't, I don't think that that was ever something I said. But whoever did say that. No, it was you. I can 100% I, confirm. I contend that it wasn't. But whoever said that was based and red-pilled. <laughs>